With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Racing Lines, VEASAN's Formula One betting show with the English racing expert, Mikhail Miranda. Here is Wes Reynolds. Welcome into our first episode, our pilot episode, if it were, at Racing Lines. I'm myself, Wes Reynolds, Mikhail Miranda, going to join me momentarily, and we are going to be covering the fastest-growing motorsport here in the United States, that being Formula One racing. If you've been a Netflix subscriber and have watched the F1 Drive to Survive series, you've seen, obviously, the growth of this sport, and that has translated into the television ratings. These races usually air very early on Sunday mornings, as most of them are across the pond, so they air very early on ESPN, ESPN2, but we're not only seeing the growth in the television ratings, we're seeing the growth at the betting window, and we're going to try to give you some insight on how to bet Formula One. It's a little bit different than your other traditional motorsports of NASCAR, of IndyCar. Obviously, these are all Grand Prix races. These are all road and temporary street circuits, so not like your handicapping ovals in NASCAR or IndyCar, so a very different form of racing, but a very exciting one nonetheless. So uh, We are going to be in the United States for the first time this season for Formula One. We are going to be at the Miami Grand Prix. And as you might know, Formula One is owned by Liberty Media, which is an American company. So the growth of this sport in America has been of paramount importance to the people that run Formula One. So you have a race here in Miami. Later on in the fall, we are going to be at COTA down in Austin. That is the Circuit of the Americas. And then, of course, November 2023, the week before Thanksgiving, it was announced Las Vegas is getting a Formula One race right down the Las Vegas Strip. So that should be exciting and really a hell of an event, but people now getting a little bit more accustomed to betting Formula One. So before we get into this week's race of the Miami Grand Prix, I want to bring in Mikhail Miranda, my partner here. We're going to talk about what we saw in Italy last week in the lead up to this race. Uh, Mikhail, get us up to speed. Oh, so for the first time uh, back, we saw the sprint race come back. That was very interesting to see. It's sort of like a mini qualifying for the drivers. There were a change of rules before it used to be the top three that got points and now it was the top eight. That was very interesting because that puts more points for drivers to catch up and that could be the difference between you win the championship and not. Uh, major, major disappointment for Ferrari. We saw Carlos Sainz crash out into the gravel trap on lap one by Daniel Ricciardo and that was absolutely heartbreaking for him because that was the second time in a row that he got crashed out. and. The last time was in Australia, this time he was crashed out by an Australian, maybe a curse is following from Australia, don't know. Uh, Charles Leclerc did chase down Max Verstappen in the Red Bull, unfortunately he got a bit too greedy in one of the exits and spun himself out and finished somewhere in the top 10 instead of finishing second right behind Max. Uh, McLaren did set the pace that race. It was absolutely phenomenal to see Lando Norris back on the podium again. Wes, what do you think about that? Was that yeah. good? 
McLaren has started to get results and they've started to improve. We remember the disaster in the opener at Bahrain where you get some D you get Lando Norris actually was in was in 15th and just didn't get a lot of good results and they're gradually improving. Norris was 7th in Saudi Arabia, was 5th in Australia, first time podium this season in 3rd and then just to kind of explain uh, these teams if you're new to Formula 1 racing, these are two car teams. So when we mention the manufacturer like when we mention Ferrari, we are talking about the drivers of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. So you have a two-car team, basically, for all these manufacturers. Uh, McLaren uh, is the uh, team of uh, Lando Norris and... uh and Daniel Ricciardo, the Australian. So, And then when you go into Red Bull, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez... Uh, Mercedes, which is going to be George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. They were who won the Constructors' Championship last year because there's two championships, and we'll get to the points momentarily. There's an Individual Drivers' Championship, and then there's a Constructors' Championship, which is a team championship, which is combining the results of both drivers on the team to get a winner of the Constructors at the end. So uh, you mentioned about Lando Norris getting that podium. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo uh, trying to kind of find his way a little bit. He's down there 11th in points, ended up finishing 18th disappointing over there in Emilia Romagna but Red Bull 1-2 Max Verstappen first Sergio Perez in second Uh, Max Verstappen not only won the race but won the pole also won the uh, uh, fastest lap of the race and that's how they allocate the points you get a certain number of points if you win so for a grand traditional Grand Prix race it's 25 and then 18 for second, 15 for third, and then it goes so on and so on. You get one bonus point for the fastest lap of the race. So that's how they're going to uh, tabulate that. But, Mikhail, I got to say what's been kind of the story of the season for a team, and I'll see if you agree here. Mercedes just has not been Mercedes, and they look like they are following a distant third from Ferrari and Red Bull. Oh, it was, uh, it's, I don't know what's going on. It's an absolute calamity for them. They they said that we're starting the new, brand new slate with these new regulations for the aerodynamics of the car. And for those who did, do not know, they changed the car so cars would follow a little bit more easily and overtake a lot faster. And so... Mercedes has been on a back foot. But what's really interesting to me is the fact that George Russell is consistently in the top 10, whereas Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. is not. And I saw something from Nico Rosberg like saying, hey, they have the same car, so it comes down to the drivers. But again, Lewis Hamilton is considered to be the best driver in the world. Seven world championship titles equaling Michael Schumacher. So the question is, uh, what's going on here? Is it Mercedes? Is the car not ready for Lewis Hamilton yet and ready for George Russell? Uh, Is there some sort of like uh, favoritism going on in the team? But George Russell being a new driver, being Mm -hmm. a mini Lewis Hamilton, is that what's going on? But it's uh, they've been on the back foot and you can see that it's not just Mercedes team. Also, the customer teams of Mercedes have not been. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Performing that well, Aston Martin, McLaren, Williams. Uh, yes, some of the teams don't have as much funding as Mercedes does, but those teams seem to be in a back foot. Yes, we see McLaren picking up their pace uh, a lot faster than Mercedes, but those power units, those engines, aren't producing the power that is normally seen from the silver arrows known as Mercedes. And that's a good point that you make, and I want to add to that a little bit because there is the factory Mercedes team where you talked about with George Russell and Lewis Hamilton. That's the chief team. But also you have McLaren and Williams and Aston Martin that use Mercedes power units, and Ferrari has the same thing as well. There's the Scuderia Ferrari team, which is the main Ferrari number one team. And then Haas F1 uses Ferrari engines, as do Alfa Romeo. So there are little alliances. So if you kind of follow NASCAR, some of the satellite teams get power from whether it's Hendrick Motorsports or Joe Gibbs Racing. So kind of similar in that regard, at least for the power unit standpoint. But the satellite like power unit teams obviously do not have the budgets. Formula One, it's all about spending the money. You get what you pay for here. And usually the teams that are the richer teams are going to get the better results, even though we're certainly not seeing that with Mercedes right now. Absolutely. But we've seen that with Ferrari. Haas has been outperforming that car compared to last year where they consistently finished in 20th, 21st position. And even though they were like, there was no pace, come back Kevin Magnussen this year, replacing Nikita Mazepin, uh, putting that car in the top seven, sometimes even in the top four. That has been really interesting. Uh, another thing to mention is Sebastian Vettel is getting back into racing form after testing positive at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. We saw him sort of right. not do well. It in was Nico Hulkenberg in the first yep. two races in for Sebastian Vettel with Aston Martin and that Aston Martin team that we mentioned, of course, Canadian Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel, a former Formula One world champion, spent many years with Red Bull. So uh, looking at the speaking of world champions, who's in line to be the world champion right now, or at least leading in the points is one. Charles Leclerc, now with Ferrari at 86 points. Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, who went 1-2, 59 and 54 points, respectively, for Red Bull. George Russell, you mentioned, outperforming Lewis Hamilton. He is at 49 points. And uh, Carlos Sainz, uh, Le uh, Leclerc's teammate at Ferrari, couple disappointing uh, races, I would say, for Carlos Sainz. Uh, after two podiums, a second and third, retired the last two races. I, I don't know. I... Carlos saying he's trying to get into some form, he's trying to understand the car a bit more, and he's saying with a couple more practice sessions, he might actually be the perfect second driver for Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, making sure that Ferrari do finish as Constructors' Championship. And we have seen this trend before. Every time Ferrari drops down to fourth or fifth, they come back, and it's a major comeback, finishing sometimes as the Constructors' Championships. Yeah, and uh, let me get to uh, some of the driver world championship odds, which you can bet, of course, at DraftKings, and that's where we're getting these numbers from. 
even though Leclerc has a twenty has a twenty seven point lead, minus one oh five between Leclerc and Verstappen, who of course was last year's defending drivers champion, won in twenty twenty one. So they're the co favorites right now. Then you dip down to George Russell in the Mercedes at thirty five to one, Lewis Hamilton at forty to one, Sergio Perez, uh, Max Verstappen's teammate, fifty to one, and then Carlos Sainz sixty five to one, and then way down to about five hundred to one. So pretty much those six you would think it's going to be one of those six there's still a lot of season to be left and one thing too to clarify uh, with Formula One a little bit certain teams it's more defined than others but a lot of the Formula One teams there is like the A driver like you mentioned Lewis Hamilton he's been the A driver at Mercedes for years Valtteri Bottas uh, now no longer with Mercedes was the number two so George Russell is the number two driver even though he's outperforming Hamilton and these guys have the same equipment but we know team orders can be a way of life in Formula One all those years ago when Michael Schumacher won the championship for Ferrari, Rubens Barrichello, Felipe Massa, those guys were both the number two drivers. Yeah, absolutely. That's an interesting point that you bring up. So question is, if Mercedes managed to build a car that could start challenging Red Bull and Ferrari again, will Team Orders be a big role? Could these odds then change? Because as we mentioned, George Russell, 35 to 1. Lewis Hamilton, 40 to 1. Not much discrepancy there. It's like maybe 5K or so. Mm -hmm. But what happens if Mercedes builds that car? Does that odd for George Russell become an even longer shot now closer to 500 to 1? Do we see that happening? Right, uh, because uh, we're wondering, and and I think the market's kind of anticipating, okay, Mercedes is going to make a comeback. I don't know, when we get into Miami, I don't know if this is necessarily the week where we're going to get that uh, that comeback for the Silver Arrows here, but going to the Constructors' Championship, Ferrari right now, 124, Red Bull at 113, both of them are at 105 currently at DraftKings to win the Manufacturers' Constructors' Championship. Then you go all the way down to Mercedes, 77 points, 14 to 1. McLaren in fourth at 501. Alfa Romeo right now at a thousand at 10,000 to 1 here. So, uh, you know, the big three really in Formula One here in 2022 are obviously Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes. But might be, be becoming a big two if Mercedes can't kind of figure out, you know, how to get their pace and stability checked. So I was reading uh, articles earlier this morning and uh, Total Wolf said that we finally are beginning to understand what the problem is with these cars. And so with that, they're going to be bringing in a lot of testing equipment to build these cars better because George Russell has been complaining of neck and back pain due to the bouncing of these cars from the porpoising effect and for those of you who don't know the porpoising effect it's an aerodynamic phenomenon that happens from the ground effect for the vacuum of the car and it's just basically aerodynamic stall on the rear end so these cars are bouncing vertically and very very aggressively and could take a toll on drivers so you might see actually a lot of these performances from the drivers actually dropping off due to a lot of pain yeah, absolutely. So um, Toto Wolf and the boys uh, trying to figure it out and get Mercedes back on top where they were last season. And the constructors, of course, uh, we mentioned Max Verstappen and Red Bull was the driver champion currently in second in the points. Uh, one piece of news before we go ahead and uh, preview the race down in the Miami area this week. Audi and Porsche look like they are going to enter F1 very shortly. There was an announcement this week uh, with uh, Volkswagen obviously still rating for all the I's to be dotted, the T's to be crossed, <laughs> yeah. and the money to be spent and promised. But uh, more manufacturers is always a good thing. 
I'm going to be really excited about this because Audi and Porsche did take part in the ABB Formula E, for those who don't know, that's electrical racing mm -hmm. in the former series. Uh, Audi is no longer there. Porsche is still uh, a constructor out there. And all the talks have been around the engine. Now, we know that we're in the first half of the engine homologation period where the FIA are looking, hey, time to get these engines stopped, no more building on them so that we can build sustainable engines for the future, making sure that they're carbon neutral and so forth. So with Audi and Porsche, we could see a lot more of the electronical components, uh, powertrains coming in and being a big factor, producing more energy, faster cars. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Volkswagen, Audi and Porsche bring because there have been talks about Porsche and Red Bull with their powertrains currently and that's due to the fact that Honda has left F1 yet again. And Red Bull are moving to their own powertrain with the help of Honda and Porsche. So it's going to be very interesting to see what these uh, companies come up with and what that can mean for the future of F1. Okay, so let's get to Miami, the Miami Grand Prix, the inaugural Miami Grand Prix, by the way. First time event here on the Formula One circuit. A busy month, really, in the month of May here. We have Miami and then we have the Spanish Grand Prix in two weeks over in Barcelona to Catalonia and then of course kind of what is considered the granddaddy of them all really in Formula One the Monaco Grand Prix Memorial Day weekend on Sunday morning Sunday morning the day before Memorial Day is like motorsports Christmas. You have Monaco Grand Prix, you have the Indy 500, and then, of course, you have the Coca-Cola 600 down in Charlotte. So, uh, Mikhail, kind of lay out the schedule, maybe for people that are new to Formula One, how this usually works for the Grand Prix weekend. So, Grand Prix weekends is actually three days. This goes over three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, you have two practice sessions, normally early in the morning, late afternoons. Uh, so, for this Miami Grand Prix, the first practice session will be at 11.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, which will be around 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. You'll have the second session at 2.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, around 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Then you move on to Saturday, where you will have your third uh, practice session that starts around 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard. And then this is where everything becomes interesting now because this is your qualifying. This is where drivers and teams go out with it, with their best engine mode for the race, and they try to get on pole position, which is uh, first place, for those of you that don't know the terminology of Formula One. Uh, so these sessions are very important because where you qualify is where you start the race. So your qualifying session will be at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern, and then Sunday, just the one event, just the main race, where teams, uh, drivers battle it out for points. And that one happens at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when the start of the race. And this is going to be very, very interesting. Right, yeah. First time track, by the way. Uh, a Hard Rock Stadium, where the Miami Dolphins play, is kind of like right at the center of the track in terms of the circuit being around it. Medium to high downforce. It is 57 laps, 3.4 miles per circuit. And you mentioned the start and the importance of qualifying, and that's when we'll get into the betting odds here at the tail end in just a couple minutes, where we'll talk about how really, if you want to get decent prices in betting Formula One, whether it's on the futures market or a prop or a groove, 
group or matchups. You want to try to get in before qualifying because all of a sudden when you win the pole, because there's not as much overtaking in Grand Prix racing, even though they've done some things with the technology and the DRS this year to make it more, I think, hospitable for North American fans that are used to a little bit more overtaking and oval racing and whatnot. So 57 laps, 3.4 miles. Uh, they'll reach uh, top speed on some of these straights at about 200 miles an hour. Uh, not a lot of slow corners. So you get some longer straightaways here. And we saw a little bit of that at, at the last race over in Italy. Now, I'm wondering how much colder temperatures, if it's going to be a little bit colder in April or in early May, rather, uh, in Miami, then it's going to be obviously in the summertime. So look, you had those cold temperatures that obviously affected Mercedes and I think their performance last week. But uh, Circuit, I know that you've made a comparison here in our notes to Melbourne's Albert Park. Oh, yeah. So uh, for those of you who want to know how Miami might play out, you might want to go rewatch the Australian Grand Prix and catch some highlights because uh, the track was sort of modeled after Albert Park. So it's a medium downforce, meaning that uh, teams should be in their normal states. There's like, even though the fast corners and everything, they still want to keep that car pretty level when taking corners. And downforce is vital to you uh, cornering because that allows you to keep the car on track, keep it the way you want to go. And a lot of drivers need that. Uh, the one thing that is sort of playing to me that's not there at Albert Park is the way the track is laid out. So apparently there is some limestone on the track and it will be uh, water pressure down to get most of the limestone out to keep the track nice and fresh. But uh, limestone could play a big, big role for this race because uh, tire strategies, that's what can make a break race. If you get your pit stop wrong, you come in at the wrong time, you might go from leading the race to finishing in fifth, maybe even 10th. So these higher tire degradations will play a big role. Teams will watch out for that during the practice sessions to see how the tires do perform. And we do have three uh, compounds of tire, hard, medium, soft. Each team will go around it, try to see, hey, which uh, tire works well with our car and with the track to get the best possible strategies for pit stops. Yeah, and also keep in mind maybe some weather in the Miami area. And then that obviously, when you get rain at a Formula One race on most of these circuits, that flips everything upside down and it makes it unpredictable and really a lot of fun. And look, uh, we go to the odds board here in terms of uh, who's going to be the winner of the race. And the obvious guys are the guys that are one, two in the points. Even the good guy that's two in the points, Max Verstappen, even money to go ahead and win this race. Charles Leclerc at plus 120. Sergio Perez, the other Red Bull driver at 12 to 1. Carlos Sainz, 16 to 1. Then you go down to Lando Norris, 40 to 1. George Russell, 65 to 1. Lewis Hamilton, also 65 to 1. Daniel Ricciardo and Valtteri Bottas at 100 to 1. And then on down the list. These prices will change as you get practice sessions and they'll be updated or as you obviously get qualifying on Saturday afternoon, then you will see this, you know, and maybe you might see the pole sitter at minus $3, let's say, or minus $4. So really the time on futures markets is to bet before qualifying. Absolutely. And we can see here, DraftKings has done something phenomenal. I haven't seen many other sports books do is they've actually said when they will close these numbers. So on Friday, 6th May, 1130 AM, maybe Pacific or Eastern Standard Time, these numbers will close. So if you're looking to get some good numbers, good value for your buck, I think uh, getting in now, maybe 
until Friday morning around 8 o'clock in the morning. That would be your best time to see numbers and odds to take. And the one that really stands out to me is Charles at plus 120. Mm -hmm. The reason for this is Ferrari have not bought any upgrades to their cars since the beginning of the season. Which means Ferrari are due for upgrades and they did mention they're bringing in some minor aerodynamic upgrades. So that number at plus 120, I would like to see closer to maybe 105 or even even numbers with Verstappen because then that like that could change everything for Charles. That's the difference between a five second lead over Max straight off the get-go from the start. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to really obviously the rain dynamic could give value to some of these underdogs, but it's hard for me to get past right now the big two and really if you want to throw Sergio Perez in there could be the big three. It's hard for me to not see any one of those three drivers winning this race. I think Mercedes eventually they're going to figure it out and water's going to find its level and they're going to get it right. But I don't know if it's going to be here, Mikhail, because I think you got these long straights, potential cold temperatures, potential rain. We saw that they were not very good at Emola in the race before. So I think this is going to be a, a kind of take some time. So I'm looking maybe for some teams that are going to perform a little bit better that you don't expect outside that big three of Ferrari and of course, Red Bull and Mercedes. And maybe that team is going to be McLaren. And we mentioned earlier, Lando Norris has been making progress through the fields uh, these last several weeks after that disaster in Bahrain. So uh, do you expect any surprise this week from any team in terms of performance and Miami. I um, I really want to say Daniel Ricciardo, really, because uh, one of the greatest strengths of Daniel Ricciardo, for those who've never watched him race before, is his late braking. He can outbreak almost anyone on the field, and he just dives right down the inside and can get that overtake. And sometimes he's right on par with pace, and he just he's shot out like a slingshot. And I think Daniel Ricciardo might pull something out of the bag. Not as a podium or a race winner, but maybe somewhere in the points. I'm talking about high points, maybe somewhere in the top five. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I could say here. And, and to clarify that, too, because you can also bet that way at DraftKings. Not necessarily, okay, who's going to win the race, who's going to win the poll, or a matchup where it's a head-to-head, -head where it's like Daniel Ricciardo against Pierre Gasly or somebody like that. And then they set a price. That's very similar to what you see in NASCAR or any other form of motorsports. You can also bet podium finishes and points finishes. Podium is in Formula One means the top three. If you've seen the ceremony after the race, when, everybody, when they've all got the champagne and they're dumping it and spraying each other, there's one, two, three, and that is your podium finish. That is a top three finish in, in a Formula One race for a podium. In terms of points finish, Mikhail, how deep do they go into the field? Um, don't really know. Like, I'm, I'm looking at these odds, and I'm seeing some nice numbers here. A lot of minus money. So that is sort of just telling me like, uh, the odds makers know something that we don't. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been watching Formula One for a long time, but maybe the odds makers have been in this for longer. Uh, the one that really does catch my eye is Esteban Arcon at uh, minus 125. I haven't seen much from him. I haven't seen him perform that well compared to his teammate, Fernando Alonso, and they both race for Alpine. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just, I feel like he should be plus, right. plus money. And by the way, to clarify how points pay out, they pay out the top 10 positions. It goes from all the way from 25 points to the winner of a Grand Prix on the Formula One circuit, 
all the way down to 10th place and you get one point. So what they call classification in terms of the points and how many points you're getting paid out, you have to be in the top 10. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And to get championship points, and and as you know, so far this year, there's 20 drivers in a race because there's 10 teams of two. So you've got to basically be in the top half of the field to pick up a point in the race. Yes, and off that is uh, fastest qualifier. So this will be the person who's fighting for pole position. Right. Uh, something interesting happened here. When I first made the rundown for us, I saw George Russell at minus 10,000. <laughs> yeah, that was obviously a mistake. <laughs> that was obviously a mistake. Uh, he was corrected to uh, 65 to 1 now. Uh, but the one thing that does really interest me about these numbers is Sergio Perez at 12 to 1. We saw him uh, in the season openers in the first two rounds. Already has won a poll this year in Saudi Arabia. He did. And so for me to see him at 12 to 1 seems like a very, very long shot. And Carlos Sainz is at plus 600. I don't think I've seen Carlos Sainz get a pole position. Right. No, uh, he has not. He was, he's kind of been a little bit out to lunch. Certainly was at Australia in terms of qualifying where his teammate, Charles Leclerc, basically dominated the race and usually don't see that much of a discrepancy in terms of finishes between the two cars because that's rule number one in Formula One. Beat your teammate. He's got the same equipment you got. So that's a key kind of to look forward. But uh, uh, Mikhail, uh, we're going to get close to wrapping up here. Give me a couple of your best bets and I'll throw in a couple this week for the Miami Grand Prix. So I've got uh, seven best bets. Uh, just a heads up, we can't actually bet DK here in Nevada where we are at the Circus Studio. Uh, but uh, we can bet through board gaming. So I have Charles Leclerc to win uh, plus 115 and I have Sergio Perez to win at 12 to 1. The reason I took both of them as an outright win is just because I know that Sergio Perez is the long shot. It might not happen. But I'm still getting a bang for my buck because I do believe Sergio Perez has got pace in that car. He was close to winning Saudi Arabia. Everything was on it and it just went wrong. But I think this could be Sergio Perez's first win because this is Miami. There's a, there's a lot of Latin culture down there. This could be another second home Grand Prix that's not really home. So I could see Sergio Perez doing that. I have... Uh, Two podium finishes, Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez. So I have Carlos Sainz uh, for plus one of five. He is even money on DraftKings. And I have Sergio Perez at plus one of five as well. Also even money at DraftKings. Uh, the next three are all points finishes. So everyone finished in the top 10. I have Yuki Sonoda at plus 120. He drives for Alpha Tauri. Sebastian Vettel at plus 250. Uh, he's going to 
uh, be sort of there. I saw him do very well in the Emilia Grand Prix, so I think he's going to do something over here as well. And then last but not least, Alex Albon in the Williams to finish at plus 650. Alex Albon has done some amazing stuff in the Williams. He's sort of like a George Russell when George Russell was at Williams, pulling something out of the bag. And those are all my bets for this uh, race here in Miami. Wes, what about you? What are yeah, you about I've, I've just got a couple, and I will add more throughout the season, but just a couple this week. Uh, uh, I am going to go ahead with the race winner. I am not going to go with Leclerc, though. I'm going to go Max Verstappen. It's a chalk, and I hate doing it at even money, but I really liked how Red Bull raced at Imola. I think if there's some inclement weather conditions, this could maybe favor them a little bit. So Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, I do believe that they're going to close the gap at least a little bit on Charles Leclerc in the points. And then I'm going to go back to McLaren here for a podium finish. Lando Norris right now at 9-2, plus 450. So, uh, look, these numbers can change and sometimes you're going to get the better of the numbers based on qualifying and then sometimes you're going to get a worst of it because a team just might not have it for qualifying that's what makes formula one racing kind of fun but if you really want to get that value it's tough to get it on saturday night early sunday morning before race day because there's usually such a pronounced favorite at the top so uh gonna have some uh, exciting racing though in miami it's good to see a new circuit always on the track uh, kind of break the monotony of the schedule new tracks new markets formula one considered continues to go around the world especially in the united states of america with the netflix series and obviously the television ratings and when that grows the betting handle grows so we've been hearing you know more and more people taking formula one action and i think that's a very good thing for the sport absolutely especially it's coming down to las vegas home of betting mm -hmm. sports betting i think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal we'll see a lot more yeah. especially out here in vegas maybe a lot more props coming with this yeah. maybe some safety cars that, that's going to be interesting. Bets. Yes, because look, this is one of the biggest sports in the world. And, and I think people being able to watch a race on the Las Vegas Strip at night with, uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen side by side on the strip with the Bellagio fountain going off in the background. That's going to be a sight to see. And uh, maybe this Miami Grand Prix is going to be a sight to see. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And we're going to be here in a couple weeks. We're going to be for the Spanish Grand Prix. And then the week uh, following will be for the Monaco Grand Prix. So more often than not on Formula lawn by the way every two weeks for a schedule so that's when we'll be here on racing lines so for mikhail miranda my name is wes reynolds thank you for joining us on visa in the first episode of racing lines at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.